Hello and welcome back to the Regular Girl Podcast. I'm Kelly Smith and this is the companion to the Regular Girl book, 365 Devotions to Remember the Truth of the Gospel. Today's entry is titled, You Claim to be a Christian, but... For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the cosmic powers of this darkness, against evil, spiritual forces in the heavens. Ephesians 6.12 You you claim to be a Christian, but... The statement was flung at me after I had actively chosen not to respond to them. I was still hurt from the last onslaught of hurtful accusations and misguided opinions. I suppose it was meant to sting, but it only made me sad and disappointed. History had shown me they battled a hurt inside that had little to do with me, but something about me triggered them to unload at me. They didn't know that I was fully aware of their hurt, and my heart ached for them knowing that they'd been they'd, what they'd been through. They were completely unaware of how many tears I'd cried on their behalf as I pleaded with God to answer their prayers. They never knew how many times I'd uttered their name in my prayers throughout my life, and they never would. My silence seemed to them to be an act of heartlessness, and they said as much— but I was still hurt and nothing I could say would nudge the conversation beyond the broken record that it always been. They would hurt me. In an effort to reconcile it, I'd make attempts to explain why and how it made me feel. My words would be twisted until I was suddenly on the stand apologizing and wondering how we got so off track. On and on and on. It was a story as old as I could remember. Open sores that never scarred up. And so there was never any healing and only ever speaking from the gaping holes and not the mended flesh. This time, sank to a new low and hurt on a level that I never saw coming. Through tear-stained cheeks, I gave it to the Lord. I didn't know what to say or how to fix it, and so I listened when I felt the Holy Spirit tell me to be quiet, be still, and know that the battle wasn't mine to fight. But Lord, this is so wrong. This hurts so much. They don't even know. How could they say such a thing? Be quiet. The battle is the Lord's. I exhaled and trusted him. I felt the desire to respond, fight back, and make my point fall away. I knew that Ephesians 6.12 was true. In this truth, I could only see the brokenness and the reminder of just how desperately we all need Jesus. Knowing this allowed me to separate this person from their sin and continue loving them and praying blessings over them. The Lord will always detest sin, and with hearts that are aligned and full of the Holy Spirit, we should too. But a person is not their sin. We must separate the two until we can clearly recognize the sin as being the thing that hurt us and not the person. When we do that, our hearts should ache over the impact sin has had on their lives, and we focus our anger at the very thing that's been tearing relationships apart since the beginning of time. I believe the Lord desires reconciliation. I believe that reconciliation is possible, but reconciliation takes two people. I don't at all believe the Lord wants people to stay in abusive situations or take abuse just simply for the sake of keeping the peace. I believe sometimes the bravest thing a person can do is keep quiet to avoid speaking something in anger that will only fuel the argument further into aggression and further away from resolution. Sometimes walking away silently and revoking our need to be heard is more important than being told we're right and they are wrong. I believe that we have been called to respond in a way that is not at all the way the world would expect us to respond. That response will sometimes be misconstrued and twisted, but at the end of the day, we must follow the convictions of the Holy Spirit placed in our hearts. At the end of the day, we should be more fearful of disappointing God than we are our fellow man. Actually, now that I think of it, reconciliation takes three, the two people involved in the conflict and the Holy Spirit. 
The world pegs Christians to be these perfect people who are constantly judging the rest of the world. Their resigned attitudes of whatever the Lord wills comes across as denial or naivety. Anytime a Christian messes up, someone's waiting to point it out as if to show everyone that they are no different than the one who pointed out the mistake. The irony is that Christians know they are just as messed up, imperfect, and flawed as the rest of the world. The difference is they know Jesus is their only hope for redemption. Every act of sin and hurt is another tangible example of how much we all need a Redeemer. Yes, even the ones who should know better. Unfortunately, even on our best day, we still can't get it all right. None of us can. None of us is Jesus. But we try. We pray. We repent. We learn. We grow. And hopefully through it all becomes a little more like Jesus than we were yesterday. Thanks so much for joining me today, and I hope you'll come back again soon.